Hello everyone, welcome to Chat Club. I'm your host, Alan Ilchi. And welcome to episode number 25 on the calendar. Um, here we are in January. It's January 30th at the 31st. So here we are. Um, I haven't done a podcast in a while. Had a lot of things going on in my life at the moment. Um, just different things. Um, challenges of a new job, which I've done a podcast on. Um, my life is changing rapidly every day. So, And change is good. Um, a lot of things going on. So I've basically transferred jobs, uh, basically moved, and I'm newly separated. So that's a lot of things thrown in the biscuits, and also had to move home with my mom. So let's throw that out there. That'll be good for the girls, yeah? Where you live? I live at home with my mom. Anyway, no, it's all good. She's uh, my, as you know, well, if you follow the podcast, my father passed away. It'll be uh, this year in May for the B2 years. So I've had a lot of challenges, but I remain optimistic. I remain positive. Uh, this week on the 28th of January, we had Let's Talk for Bell. is a mental health awareness. I get what they're trying to do, but this is 365 days a year, not 364 days. But that's okay. We'll take the positives that they uh, donated, and uh, they've done their part, so... We'll leave it at that. I mean, we can't sit there and judge. I mean, at least they're trying to help. So let's put it that way. So back to myself, where I recently moved. I moved back to Fredericton from Miramichi. I worked corrections for 22 years in youth and decided I needed a change for my mental health and for family reasons and let's throw in their personal reasons. I needed a change. I was bogged down. I was kind of a little burnt out. Uh, and different things like that but at the end of the day I got my transfer did sell my house which I was ex excited about which made me pretty happy on the downside I did get separated after this would be going on my 24th year anniversary something like that that's how bad it is but I do know it's May 18th so don't criticize me on that one but Here's how I look at it. I, I can look at it a real negative thing and be hateful. Um, I do have my son with me, which is which is a blessing. Just worked out that way because my significant or ex significant other is very busy and challenges, and her path took her a different different way than mine. So, and she has every right to follow her dreams. She has every right to follow what she needs to do, to take care of herself. So. At the end of the day, we were on the same path. At the end of the day, we had different goals. So, were we happy? Probably not for the last few years. But I'm not going to dwell on that because there's nothing you can do about the past. You can only build on the future. Do I regret it? Absolutely not. I got two wonderful kids. I have a 17-year-old and a 23-year-old. Well, a 17-year-old's going to go to university this year. So. I'm not excited about that because that's money I'm going to pay, but I'm glad he's doing something. I'm just joking on that part. But when it, come in, when it really comes down to the marriage, to have 24, I had a lot of good years, a lot of great memories. So I can't really look at it as a negative condemnation or a negative experience. Yes, the recent ones aren't so negative, but take it on another spin where you have two other people that you have to think out for like your two other kids their their mental health and 
this is stressful on kids because they always picture their parents to be together for years upon years and grow old and yeah and like my parents did I mean I was blessed that they did stay together so on the grand scheme of things you know you can't really you can't set your path you can't be your path you can't force to work you can't if it's not working then you have to find other options you have to remain positive optimistic you have to basically challenge yourself to see what you can do better so I took it upon myself and we had a very good talk and we come up with some positive things and we still talk normal to each other I'm not I don't hate her absolutely do not like frustrated absolutely you do get frustrated with the other person but I would have to say that's normal so that has been my challenges so we have a new president in the United States and Joe Biden so I mean that's a good thing uh, COVID still here that's not a good thing but on the positive there is light in the end of the tunnel because there is a vaccine which is pretty I'm pretty happy about so I mean I'm looking forward to it the next eight to ten months to I mean there is a final there's a countdown so we can't remain you know negative and for the naysayers that think that this is not going on man anyway I'm not I'm not even gonna touch on that it's not even worth the time to talk about people that don't believe in COVID or believe that this is a conspiracy or, or so forth. I haven't seen any evidence. It's just people talking. But nevertheless, I uh, our zone went into red, which was sucky. You couldn't do nothing. You couldn't. Now we're back to orange. So our uh, province in New Brunswick is trying to take a proactive measure and trying to reduce the contact to people which I think is good so that is all that's going on with me uh, my new job change is I work at a halfway house and it's pretty cool I, I really enjoy my job and um, I just enjoy the people I enjoy the new challenges uh, this week I took uh, took it upon myself I didn't think it would do I took a first aid training for to instruct the course which means I instruct other people and I have to sit in front of people and lecture on first aid practices and stuff like that which is a big step for me because yes I could sit in front of this mic and talk all day and do that sort of stuff but I don't see the thousands of people in front of me or well it won't be thousands it'll be up to 18 people but still people I don't know it becomes very intimidating public speaking but I thought it would be a good challenge for myself to learn how to public speak because you never know what's going to happen down the road. Do I dive into politics or do I take another approach and start doing seminars on mental health? Do I do seminars on mental health and sports? There's so many different avenues that I can do. So, I mean, taking challenges on new ones, a little intimidating, I get it. But, you know, sometimes you just got to, and sometimes it's good. I know that this week was a very hard week. We had three people in the class, and everybody was phenomenal. Like, it's just the material we need to know, but they know how to do the stuff to teach, and I met some new people. So, I mean, there's a lot of positive things. Yes, the stress, but you're going to learn to deal with that. So, 
I did pretty okay on my first one. I did really well on the second one because, of course, it was about mental health, so I jumped on teaching that one. Very passionate about it. Um, really passion. Just, anyway, get to the bottom. I really enjoyed it. The third one, I knew going into it I was going to fail, but I wanted to see how I'd react with the failure. And sometimes you can do that. You can set yourself up to know that you're going to fail. I mean, come in, go in optimistic, but you have your reservations. You're not confident, and, and that's okay. So I did do it. I got back some constructive criticism, and uh, it really helped me on to the next two or three. You know, take your time, talk. You know, don't try not to get flustered, and try not to get yourself all upset. And can, it's uncontrollable, and everybody's going to make mistakes. The trainer that I had was wonderful. Uh, he was in the, he was an ambulance attendant for, or a pad of paramedic, professional paramedic, sorry. Professional paramedic for 25 years, and then he went into the management side. So after 40 years, he was done. And what I liked about him is he talked about different stories, and and I can just only imagine, if we're talking about 40 years ago, then mental health was not a big thing, and there was a lot of traumatic things that they would see. They don't have the equipment they used to have here. So imagine that, not having any mental health back then. I told them, I said, I'd love to have an interview with you and talk to you about this a little more. I, I thought I think it would be a very interesting story for everybody to hear how he dealt with his, you know, traumatic events and mental health and how you push on. And I mean, you know, we might learn stuff. But having him as an instructor was very good for me just to to know that he had the confidence and there was a few times that he might have missed some stuff and he kind of you know talked talk back to the talk to the class and said you know mistakes do happen I make them I've been in the game for 40 years I know this stuff but sometimes you get going and, and, and you cover the details but there's a few things that missing and he said the videos are your backup and you can always go back and illustrate a point and stuff like that and I find that very very confident and helped me a lot I learned a lot this week I learned about how to deal with the pressure how to work and how to prepare for stuff how to speak how to have eye contact how to gain some confidence and how to public speak because this is the gig this is what you're going to do. So in essence, I learned a tremendous amount of stuff this week. Learned a lot about myself in the past month. I moved into my mother's and my brother's here because when my father passed away, my brother moved in. So his, so I have some challenges there to live with other people. My mom's good, but, you know, to learn the personalities, to understand what the limits are, to, you know, understand the, the financial side or what to do for groceries. There's so many different facets and so many different challenges. So in the last week, there were some challenges, not major challenges, but we're starting to get to used to each other and laughing a little bit. And I think the change has been good for my mother, not only for the fact that I'm home, her baby, because, uh, you know, I'm the last born. So mothers have a tendency of clinging to their babies and stuff like that. But I think her confidence and having the ability to talk to other people and keeping her mind sharp, knowing that dad's not around, 
And that's not going to say that mom, my mother doesn't have any challenges, which she does. Grieving is such a, a powerful thing. It's no timetable on it. And it can hit you one second, two seconds later. It can hit you a week away. You could have a terrible week, and that could be the systemic problem of it, like the whole problem. So my mom had some challenges this week, a rough week. So this week the code went from red to orange, and in orange you can go see 10 different people. So her sisters, who have been a, a, a tremendous, tremendous support, so, you know, I really enjoyed kind of seeing her come out of, you know, I would say mild depression. She didn't want to do anything, didn't want to eat, but that's okay. I love her anyway and sat and watched TV with her and spent time with her. Just, hey, I'm here. Do some silly stuff, make her laugh. You know, just to show that I'm there. And, you know, it's okay. It's okay. She didn't have a good week. But she's out with her sisters this weekend, and things can be better. So I'm glad that she can express her feelings and say, you know what, I'm you know, sad today. And I think that's fantastic. And not fantastic that she's sad, but fantastic that she can um, go through the pain a little bit and say, you know what, I'm not doing too good today. I'm a little sad. And my son's like that. He'll come out and he'll say, you know, the house makes me sad, reminds me of my grandfather. And that's totally normal and acceptable. So I'm in my old room, so I'm quite happy about that. I have a little setup. So I've upgraded a little bit of stuff, and I have a new audio system software, which is Hindenburg Audio. Love it. This is what I'm using, and pretty st stoked. So kind of went over basically what I've been doing and Happy New Year to everyone. I know I didn't do a podcast, but I had so much stuff going on in my life. And I hope everyone's safe out there. I know the pandemic's still going on. It seems like it's never ending. And it seems like everything's about coronavirus, COVID-19, wear your mask. And it's so funny because you sit in the car and you're sitting there and everything you do you put a mask on and it's almost like a second nature and you don't even worry about it and you just like I mean I recall there's a few times where I put my mask on to drive and it's just an automatic response because it's almost like putting your seatbelt on in my province it's automatic to put your seatbelt on or you do get a fine uh, so it it's, it's kind of funny when you see that. I mean, there's a lot of different things that I see. And, and people forget sometimes and they're running back to their car. And I think people are doing the best that they can do to maintain the situation and be the situation and be a part of the problem. Or not a problem, but part of the solution, not the problem. We can all be the problem. We can, you know, sit and rant and rave and go on. Or we can be a part of the solution and do what we need to do to get by this coronavirus, COVID-19. Because if we sit there and we resist it, it's only going to take longer, folks. And I saw a video on Facebook that, I don't know if it's called Dar Main or Dar or something like that. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll watch it. And there was a, this video was about um, 
a COVID hoarder that went and bought all the supplies and he took everything, bought all the supplies and started selling them for a higher price. So this lady that had diabetes, severe diabetes, she said, um, can you help me out and find out where we uh, can find supplies? And she went to a store after store after store and couldn't find them. She seen this young lad go with a cart that had all this stuff and she wanted to know where she, he could buy them. And he said, well, I just bought them and every man for themselves. I'm going to take care of myself. And that was his, that was his meaning. Me, there's me. I'm just taking care of me. So the, she goes to every store. Every store is out. And there's one person that said, well, someone just bought the last needles here, the syringes for diabetes. So anyway, he's in a garage and he's sitting there and he's got all these signs, $50 for everything. Toilet paper. He's got his gloves on, slapping his hands, kind of going, you know, come get your emergency supplies. Come get your emergency supplies. Oh, fantastic. So this lady goes and she goes, how much are the needles? So she went and got the needles and took the package up and he said, $50. So she's digging through and she says, I only have $47. So, well, you can't have the supplies. So anyway, I, I mean, you're sitting here watching and you're getting mad, getting very angry. But, I mean, the illustration that people are like that. So the video went on. She eventually had forty nine seventy five. No, you can't have it. So she's checking her pockets, her purse, for, and all of a sudden she has a quarter in her back pocket. So she takes out the quarter and she says, oh, here's $50. So she takes it and off she goes. So the young lad is still trying to sell supplies. So all of a sudden he gets this call from his mother. She says, I need you home here. I've got a medical emergency. So he runs home, gathers all the supplies, puts it in the car, runs home. His mom's laying up and she goes, I really tried to go everywhere. So I coming up this morning and seeing the box of needles and I looked in the box and there was no needles left. And I panicked and I needed the needles to survive because I need my insulin. So she's laid up, not looking very happy, not looking looking very stressed and looking very drowsy, tired and whatnot. And the young man's really panicking. So all of a sudden this lady come and said, Hey, you know, it's her neighbor. She comes in and she goes, Hey, I just bought these needles and I know that you needed them. I just wanted to check out for you. So the young man turned around. Guess who it was? The lady he sold the supplies to. And she said, Do you need these? She goes, he goes, Absolutely. So he took the needles and was very appreciative, wanted to give back her money. She said no. And anyway, so, anyway, when he was talking to her before the needles, I kind of missed this part of the story. She said, there's no, there's no me. It's, we're all in this together. We need to all pull together. And that was her meaning before she got to the place and had the needles. So he went and took the needles and then, and then it streams over to the next part where the young man sitting there with supplies and he's clapping his hands he says come get some supplies da, 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 emergency supplies so this young lady comes up and she goes oh my gosh i couldn't find anything in the stores i really need toilet paper and you look 
and he's got free for everything. Everything's free. He hands it over to her, and she looks at him, and she's so ecstatic because it's free. She looks at him, and she goes, God bless you, and he said, God bless you, and he looks around and sees a lady, and she's smiling, and it was kind of a good illustration that we all, it was a pretty good message that we all have to be in this together, which I think we need to be for our mental health, for survivability. And the biggest thing about wearing the mask is you're protecting yourself, yes, but you're protecting everybody else. The vulnerable, the people that have asthma, people that have diabetes, you know, people that have severe breathing problems, people that have cancer. Because sometimes those people have to come out and get emergency supplies. You'd feel awful bad, would you? If you had the virus and gave it to someone that was vulnerable, I know I would. That's why I'm wearing my mask. Am I happy to wear the mask? Probably not. But in the end of the day, it's protecting as many people as you can. Making sure that everybody gets through this together. Try to help everyone. Regardless of money, groceries, buying a coffee. I mean, do things to make yourself happy. Find new things. Do new things. I mean, I'm trying to. Newly separated, it's it's a whole new thing for me. So talking to old friends that I've moved back into town and met new people and, and I do talk to them is anything going to come out of it maybe not but you know what during this pandemic it's it's nice to touch to you know nice to talk to other people and people you don't know people you do know it's nice to communicate nice to you know say what's on your mind or joke or have a little joke here and there but you know we have to get through this all together sometime so my message to you is be kind to everyone. Wear your mask. Do what you have to do. Follow whatever directions that's in your city, town, municipal, place, city. Try to listen to the precautions. Because they're not just there to make your life miserable. It's there to protect everybody. Yourself and all the vulnerable people. And my heart's go out to the people that have lost family members through COVID-19. Um, and, you know, I think about them most days. Not every day, but most days. And I think about people that struggle and people that are jobless, people that are struggling in the world today. And my heart's go out to them and I think about them. And I do think about them regularly and how I can do things and how I can be better. And I, I've seen some people on Facebook that have had missions to do different stuff, and it's quite inspiring. I know there's one lady there that she's giving out stuff to the homeless that are sleeping in the streets that are minus whatever. Another story on Hockey Night in Canada that there's a young lady uh, that plays hockey, university hockey, that can't play right now that taught herself how to make scarves and mittens and hats and did it herself went on YouTube and she's passed out over 200 uh, packages which a paper bag could have a hat, mitts, scarf granola bar, water bottle and some other things I'm not real sure pretty inspiring stories um, so I mean there's a little highlights on those stories and that's really nice to see and it's nice to see something to uplift your heart, feed your soul 
And if you do these things, I know that I've, through my move, I've donated several things to hospice. And for other people that could use it and for a reasonable price that aren't paying retail prices. And hospice does this to raise money to, for their charity. And this is in Miramichi, a wonderful, wonderful hospice to help people that are, you know, in trauma with cancer, cancer-related uh, charity. So I think that was pretty, pretty nice and donated several items. I know I purchased my house. Oh, one thing. Oh, I couldn't believe how much stuff I had. Just shocked me how I minimized myself. And I think there's videos out there called The Minimizer and learning how to minimize your life and what you have and your hoarding and whatnot. And I some people have talked to me about that and uh, thought that was pretty funny. So it's kind of an update. I know this one's not really geared towards anything. It's just kind of my thoughts and the whole thing in January. I mean, I mean, one positive thing, we have a new pro uh, president of the United States that seems to have uh, a good head, a head on his shoulders and that remains to be seen because obviously there's so much work to do in the U.S. as far as getting stuff done and getting their numbers down. And the problem is, is there's so many people that are divided right now, divided on conspiracy theories, and some people, and even the some of the churches are taking a coalition and thinking that this is the government trying to control everything. And, man, it's, it's a sad state when people are divided, when this one thing is... Uh, killing people or making people pass away and making people very sick and the hardship of people losing jobs, the hardship of people, you know, having to leave their homes because of this and people are so divided and instead of being together and it really strikes me as odd that more people that have a lot more money that don't throw their money out there, who cares? Money is just a monetary thing. Sure, if you have 25 million, you could throw a couple million away to help out people. And if there was a lot of people out there that had money like that, that just throw it into food banks and maybe, you know, rent a hotel for several families for a month. And there's so many things you can do to help people. And I wish people would. But people are scared. And, you know, I know it's a survival, our instinct to just survive. But... I'd rather see my neighbor survive with me. I'd rather see other people. I don't care if it was my enemy or not, or someone I disliked, or someone I you know, don't get along with. We're not going to get along with everyone. We're not going to see eye to eye everyone, but to see someone suffer, I, I don't wish that upon anybody. And, you know, I try to be as positive I can, as I can. And I think... I'm turning the corner as far as being positive. Don't get me wrong. I have my moments where I'm a little sad or I have some memories pop up or my anxiety hits up or, you know, different things. But, you know, at the end of the day, I have to look at the positive things that I have. My health. I have two beautiful children that are growing up and I'm watching them grow. I have a chance to spend more time with my mother, which I didn't with my father before he passed away because I was in Miramichi and he was in Fredericton. So I have to take my blessings, my, my brother and his sister-in-law is here and they're great people. So, I mean, 
so many things I have blessings for. And you have to sit back and look at the pros and cons and everything in your life. And you have to take a lot of different things into perspective. And negative negativity can get on you real quick. So you have to hold on to the positive things and not let the mental health and the scars and the trauma win the battle. As Tracy Underhill said in one of my podcasts, I went from a victim to a survivor and now I'm a thriver. So why don't everybody be a thriver? Let's let's not the let's let let's not let the past define our being as we are. Let's take one thing at a time, one day at a time, one second, one moment. Treasure the moments that you have. Because the one thing that you can't rewind is time. So make your time count. I know it's such a cliche, but it's such a truth. So I don't know the purpose of this whole podcast, this one, but it's just to give you an update on myself and maybe share some positive news and show that, you know, we can do new challenges. We can take struggles on. We can do new things. And if we don't think we have the capacity to do it, we have to fight through it and find a way to do it. Um, was I really happy to do the first aid? Not really, but I took a challenge on. And I fought through it, and I think I did okay. And I will improve, and I'm looking forward to the challenges. Looking forward to 2021. I know covid 19 still here, but at the end of the day, it's not going to win because I'm going to be a thriver. I'm going to thrive in my life. I'm going to do things I want to do. And I'm going to be kind to humans everywhere and people and whomever, whatever race, whatever skin color, whatever sexuality, whatever religion. I don't care. People are people. You're going to find rude people. You're going to find a lot of negative people. But we as human beings have to hang on to the positives, hang on to the light, and thrive through it. Be a thriver. If they're negative, be the one that has the light. You be the one. You set the tone. You set the message. Their message is negative. You have two feet in a heartbeat. You can definitely walk away. If it's not the message you want to hear, They'll get the hint after a while when you continually walk away when they get negative or talking about a subject. Certainly will. So I just want to end this podcast in hoping everyone had a wonderful Christmas. As good as Christmas as they can have. Might not be the Christmas we wanted, but guess what? There's more Christmases in the future. Happy! I hope everyone had a happy holiday. Hope everyone has some obtainable goals for the New Year's resolution. So in closing, I want to talk to you about future podcasts. I'm going to put more emphasis on my podcast and what I'm doing. I'm looking at maybe expanding it to different subjects, looking at maybe throwing some lighthearted material like uh, sports-related stuff, or I might do another podcast. Everybody is welcome to message me on my chat club facebook at any time for any kind of feedback anything that they would like to see me do so i would like to extend my thanks for you for listening to my podcast maintaining your loyalty 
I'd like to see my numbers get up more because I'd like to reach more people. Not for myself, but for people in time of need. So please share the material, the podcast. It's only going to help people. I mean, I pay this out of my own pocket, not because I'm looking to get any pat on the back. I just find it's important that people, to reach people in different countries and everywhere. I just feel that there is a need and I want to be the voice, the light in the tunnel to help people. And if I can help one person, this whole podcast is well worth it. I know it helps me to talk through this mic, to talk to a lot of people that I have a lot of images in my head when I talk. And I really enjoy that I'm talking to all these people and I can imagine all these people that I'm talking to and the people I'm reaching. And then when I look at my stats and it blows me away that so many people have taken the time to to talk to me. Yeah, I may not be in the millions, may not be in the hundred thousands, might not be in the thousands in every podcast. So I'm usually in between 50 to 100 in every podcast that I have. But, you know, it really doesn't matter to me. Certain subjects appeal to certain people. I don't have to be a Joe Rogan and I don't have to be all these celebrities that do very well. That's great for them. I want to focus on who I'm reaching out to and what I have to say. So at the end of the day, I'm just happy doing me. So I'm closing in on 1,500 downloads on my podcast as we speak. So that's generally just over a year, which I think is pretty good. I'm pretty happy with those results. Hoping that the the numbers do go up as I keep doing more podcasts. People will see that I'm not like a one-night shot thing. So people try to do things to see how they do and if it explodes. Looking at expanding my content to doing more stuff. So that being said, there's only one rule in Chat Club. Everybody talks about Chat Club. This is Alan Hilchey, and I'll talk to you really soon. Thank you so much for listening.